Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Level up human. The comedy science podcast Souping up the Homo sapien. Hello and welcome to Level Up Human, the comedy science podcast panel show where we're trying to redesign our species. Today we're recording live at the Cork Science Festival and we're taking suggestions from our panel of experts from our audience and we're trying to decide what the next upgrade for the human body should be. I'm joined by three amicable apes in the form of our guests. Seated in my immediate right, we welcome back Neil Delamere. Now, Neil, you now have the, you've broken the record for the number of times on this podcast now. Why do you keep coming back? Why are you so uh, sad about the standard human? I don't know. I just love coming back to Cork. You know, we were here two weeks ago for the last <laughs> podcast. And, and uh, yeah, there were some great suggestions. One woman, if memory serves, suggested b- turning off and on your fertility. So... You know, it was such a strong idea that it resonated with me for the two weeks, the intervening two weeks. You know, so it's a very long festival, the Cork Comedy Festival, the Cork Science Festival. In that, it lasts two weeks, and we haven't moved from from the venue. I mean, really, we're running low on water and, and food. So, but no, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking to people who are extremely clever and uh, and uh, them teaching me things. So, in all, in all honesty. Well, we have those experts and clever people right here with us. So, seated on our immediate left, we've got Julio Sullivan. <laughs> now, Julie, you're from North Cork. You're a local. You're studying uh, biochemistry. And basically, as far as I can tell, you're a bacteria hunter. So, why bacteria? My research involves uh, looking at bacteria on our skin that can produce kind of proteins that are, act like natural antibiotics because we all know antibiotic resistance is on the rise. By 2050, certain antibiotics will not work. So we are constantly looking for alternatives. So that's what my research focuses on, finding new alternatives, so antimicrobial the therapies. Yeah. Could literally be under your nose because you're looking at these kind of bacteria in your face. They are. Wow. They are, I found new, um, new kind of all, and natural antibiotics, we'll say, um, even on the sides of our nose that can inhibit MRSA. Wow. Yeah, in our toes that can inhibit like acne, 
you know, stuff like that. So it is, it is great. So. so kids picking their noses are just doing research. That's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> and we're also joined by Ash Benison. Hello. Ash, you're a marine ecologist, you're at the Centre of Marine and Renewable Energy at UCC, and you're researching how animals use and move their environment. Uh, you've been doing a lot of GPS logging and tracking and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I think the way animals move through the world is, is the coolest thing ever, right? So, when we go out, we catch our animals, uh, we'll put a little tag on them, a uh, little GPS logger, and we'll get a position, say, every two minutes or so. And when we get that back, we end up with this nice curvy track of where birds have been. And I work with seabirds, so over the ocean of where they've been. Uh, and what we can do is we can use the patterns in those tracks to kind of annotate behavior. So we can, we'll work out exactly how animals are behaving when we can't see them. But the really nice thing is uh, movement is one of the earliest evolved traits of all animals. So these patterns that we're looking at with birds are exactly the same in nearly all animals as well. Wow, so animals don't use Apple Maps. That's what we've really found out here. No. Well, we're going to get suggestions from our wonderful experts here, but we're also going to get ideas from the fantastic audience here at Cork Science Festival. Okay. We meant it when we said we love you. So, before we get into the kind of ideas that we'd like to see in our future, what's happening right now? Our panel here brought along some news stories. Can we start with you, Ash? What's your idea? Yeah, so... Quick grab, turns out that birds, this is gonna be a theme for me, by the way, uh, turns out that birds are cleverer than monkeys. Really? Uh, yeah, so what we found is, there's, there was a study come about recently that cockatoos can recognize the shape of a key, and then they can put it into a, the appropriate keyhole faster than monkeys can do it. Because I know that we know a lot about uh crows, and crows have been nicknamed feathered apes for a long time mm. now. So have cockatoos now been added to the list? Like, what is, what's like the, I don't know. Crows what's have funerals, don't they? Crows have, like, essentially a funeral. I thought you were thinking, crow. I thought you were going to say they've got a murder, but that's just like the no. collective noun, you know. <laughs> Seriously, if a crow dies, all the other crows turn up. And dress in black. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, genuinely, yeah. You watch, if a crow dies, apparently all the crows turn up and then How many shake hands with Fianna Fáil TDs. <laughs> Some of them are just there for the sandwiches. Yeah. Like that old one. <laughs> so, what, yeah, is there anything, what's a stupid bird? So, I, I work with birds when I'm saying I do my GPS tagging and I found certain birds you'll go and you'll, you'll handle and you'll work with and they do amazing things. The moment you're working with them, they're dopes. So yeah. puffins, for example, are dopes. You can catch a puffin and they'll just sit in your hand and look at you and go... <laughs> and then they'll have a bite of you. And but they rewind? What? So <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like a little so grunty cockatoo, noise. So cockatoo, like, honours level and puffin, like, foundation level. Yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> what about you, Julie? What's your story? What have you brought with you? So the article I found was talked about how scientists have developed this concept called biota beats, whereby they've mixed um, music, uh, DJ scratching, whatever that's called, and uh, biology, and create, created the concept biota beats. So biota from microbiota, the bacteria in and on us. So what they did was they grew up um, uh, bacteria from different areas of the body on different sections of this record. And when the bacteria had grown, um, 
they did some sound wave engineering stuff that I don't know a lot about, but um, they were able to get a sound from the bacteria. So different bacteria from different areas of our body had different sounds. The sounds are very eerie, kind of like space-like. So it's like, are they trying to interact with us? No. (laughs) (laughs) Surely. Well, it's interesting because like... I've never sniffed my armpit and thought that's singing to me. (laughs) (laughs) So Helen, can I just check you? So this is engineers as a way of trying to understand the biology that lives on and on us are trying to encode the information musically? Is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, music, well, the way they're doing it is musically, so they think they might get, like, a um, a library of records from different people's, like, microbiota. Wow. All right, so yeah. that's a good news story. What about you, Neil? What you got? Uh, I read a story a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure if it actually happened or not, but it was, uh, you know, the Sergio Canero, uh, Canavaro, I think his name is, he said, head transplant in humans has been done. Uh, we've done it. And uh, everybody went, ah, did you? Because they did it before with monkeys. And um, I'd, like, as in to put a monkey head on another monkey's body, they didn't put a monkey head on a man's body. <laughs> I didn't think it was the band dealer. No, obviously not. Like Davy Jones' head on Mike Nesmith's body, no. So they did it with uh, uh, humans now, they reckon. Uh, the thing is, he said it's successful, but you're like, the person, both people are still dead. So you can't tell if it's successful or not. So, but they're yeah. suggesting that the blood vessels are all attached and the uh, nervous system is attached and, and all the rest is attached. It took 18 hours. Um, which is, like, you do want it to take that long. You, you want it to put on the head. You want them to step back. You want them to have a look at it. You go, that looks right there. Look at the colour of the eyes. really brings out the, the bum crease. Oh, I've put it on back. Back to front. I need to... Oh, I'm was at that. Now, it's a screw top. I need a Phillips head screwdriver there to turn that around. Get that cockatoo. That's, that's, that's the key I need there. Um, so he reckons he's done this, but it's been poo-pooed by a lot of other people because how do you suggest, uh, you know, success? But, you know, if, if, if he did do it, uh, it's an interesting time for science, isn't it? Theoretically, would you be for it, though? If this is something we could do, do you think we should? Uh, no. And... <laughs> Why do they call it a head transplant rather than a body transplant? You're right, actually. Yeah. You're right, because it should be the, like a key ring. <laughs> no, stay with me on this, okay? okay? Right. So the head is a smaller part, and the body's been given to the head, so it should be a body transplant, shouldn't it? Yeah. Like, you don't see a, a woman breastfeeding and go, God, look, that baby has a woman hanging out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. It's... it's So, ladies and gents, if that is what is happening... I mean, it's not all going to be science today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Someone's going to be us reaching for facts. <laughs> if that's what's happening right now, what would you like to see? So, our experts here have got pitches for what they'd like to see in Newman 2.0. Let's hear them. Julie, tell us your idea. How would you like to change our species? So, to make evolution better, my pitch would be um, skin bugs say no to B.O. and yes to zit-free and vitamin D. So our skin's going to give us vitamins and make us smell nice. And what else? Zit-free. Zit-free, so Zit-free. not spotty. No spots. What have you got against teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> We'd be here all night, I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you wow, was, a little window awesome. into your soul there, wasn't it? <laughs> And, yeah, no. Okay, because this, this is fascinating, because we are, like, effectively microbial gardens walking around. So yeah. how, do you think is this actually in any way 
feasible? Because people are looking at the things like yourself that are in or on us. You said about getting vitamins. Can we get vitamins from bacteria on our skin? Um, well, it's an abstract concept, but um, I think it would be possible if we, like, like a topical cream or something that would have a precursor to vitamin D, it's called dehydrocholesterol, 7-dehydrocholesterol. So if we had that, like feed our bacteria that in our skin, and then when the sun rays hit our skin, our bacteria would make vitamin D for us. Because we know in Ireland, like, vit like vitamin D deficiency is like a big problem. Like so much so, people have developed genetic mutations to acquire red hair and pale skin so we can absorb more vitamin D. So Are, are you, you seriously? Gingers are our X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's your superpower? I, the dark. Yeah, well, it, it's an adaptation, like, to absorb more sunlight. So, yeah, I suppose there are. I went to Spain yeah. once with a friend of mine, and he got sunburnt between the passenger door and the boot <laughs> of the taxi <laughs> on the way from the airport. At night, he got moonburnt. <laughs> moonburnt. Freckles were exploding off him when it hit 20 degrees. Wow. So this is the place for this, you're saying? We are the people that need these... These, New bacteria. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, well, even if we fed our bacteria the precursor so that when the sun hits, it'd make, they would make vitamin D for us on top of our natural mechanism of making vitamin so D. So how often would you have to feed your bacteria? Because like, I had a Tamagotchi and it died within. <laughs> I'd say in Ireland you'd want to do it a couple of times. Maybe, well, I'd say a couple of times a day, but if people did it once a day. So you're getting a topical cream, you're putting the topical cream on you, and the bacteria... With eats the topical cream and then creates vitamin D precursor. Yeah, with the sunlight. But it, with the sunlight. But if you're putting topical cream on you anyway, would you not put vitamin D in the, in the topical cream? So you're saying, would you put vitamin D in the cream as well? Yeah, just cut out the bacterial middleman. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's saying if you're going to have to go to all the bother of feeding them... Yeah. Like if, so the bacteria are not going to be self-sufficient little farmers. Yeah. I might have a way out. I might be able to help you here with your, with your pitch because there's a creature called a yeti crab and the yeti crab has got basically loads of long hairs on its, uh, on its forearms and it uses these and it farms algae and things. So maybe we could like farm them on our hair? Oh, yeah. Like something like that. It was a way of having a larger surface. There's also a creature called the hoff crab because it's got a hairy chest instead. <laughs> named after, genuinely named after David Hasselhoff yourself. And is this, it kept in captivity, this thing? Well, yeah. Or is it always just looking for freedom? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not the crab that brought down the Berlin Wall, okay. if that is what you're suggesting. But no, isn't it? These things will grow uh, stuff on them and then eat it. So maybe that might be the way forward. Maybe, yeah. Eating you're, you're food off our chest hair. Yeah. Because they'll get trapped in there some anyway. people just aren't very hairy. Well, yeah, maybe that's what we have to change. And let those people die off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what evolution is about. <laughs> is it on the shortlist? That's the question. Uh, mm, yes, hey. it is. But I reserve the right to take it off the shortlist. <laughs> you do, you do. And I'm intrigued by the, the bacteria making noise. So if those bacteria that you grew, if you fed the bacteria, you know the bacteria that she talked about making noise earlier on? Yeah. If you fed the bacteria and it made a satisfied noise when you gave it the vitamin D cream. <laughs> like, if it was going, and you gave it the vitamin and went, like that. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I think that would be very satisfying, and I think that would be a secondary scientific benefit as well. What if you're covered in needy bacteria, though? Ne a needy bacteria? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When you wash yourself, and it just keeps coming back. You're, just, you're like, I just need my space. <laughs> so that was the other section, if, like, bacteria could, like, somewhat program themselves to, like, 
modulate their balances, like imbalances. When imbalances in bacteria occur, we get skin diseases like acne and eczema. Like from that, like they're caused by natural bacteria on our body going in, going pear shaped. So, like if bacteria could like be programmed. Okay. You know, so they could modulate themselves to keep this balance. While we're on this then, because we're going to have to move on quickly, actually, but uh, this was a thing I read years ago. I'm an evolutionary biologist, and there was a genuine evolutionary theory that acne existed as a warning sign for people saying, ah, they're teenagers, just keep away for a while. <laughs> that, it, that it was a, a sign that they may well be biologically capable of having children, either the men and the women, or the teenager boys and girls, but they're not ready yet, like up here. So, so acne like, was supposed to be something which is a bit disgusting to basically say, yeah, they're getting like there. It's like a warning sign again, you know, yeah. risk. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe like I'm asking is, do you think has acne got a use? Would we miss acne? Miss acne? Well, I, I didn't hear that before, but uh, I, be I don't, I think none of us would miss acne. Fair enough. <laughs> well, it's on the short list for now. Ash, can you beat this? What is your suggestion? Uh, I'm going to talk about birds again. Uh, <laughs> so one of the coolest things about birds is, or seabirds to me, is, is how they find where they're going. Uh, they always seem to have this, this map in their head of, of where they're heading and where they're going. And if you've ever been to sea, a lot of it to us looks exactly the same. But as a bird, it has what we call an odor. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Escape. So they have certain families of seabirds have the most amazing noses and they can smell over spaces of hundreds of kilometers away. And what they're actually smelling is uh, this thing called dimethyl sulfide, DMS, which is what you get when phytoplankton is eaten by zooplankton, but effectively it's, it's smelling death, and it's smelling where food is, and that's exciting. So that's where they head. So not only is it a really good way of finding food, but they've found that birds can recognize each other by smell. So we could recognize, if we could take this on, not only have we got a great way of finding food, 
because who doesn't want to find food well? But we've also got a great way of finding people and recognizing people over distance. Like if you're walking down the street, busy, busy day shopping, that's your ex coming around the corner. <laughs> the so, smell of death you've met her before. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she loved photoplankton. Oh, she was a devil for us. That's what broke us up in the end. I liked the, the, the smaller planktons, and she was like, what are you doing? Oh, you brought me to Pizza Hut again. Is there any krill on the menu? No, there isn't. Krill is plankton, isn't it? Is there? I don't know. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Look at you all. You went, I'm not sure that's right. <laughs> no, so krill, krill would be feeding on it as well. And yeah. they also... It's all tied up with death. It all kind of just yeah. gives it off. It's one of these places where if it smells of this, this DMS, it's, it's a deathy place and it's where there's lots going on. Okay, but, but, if you empty out but I'm not saying, I'm not saying we need to smell plankton. Okay. I think that would be pretty useless. Yeah. But... If we could smell food or good food or But if you've ever left a nightclub, one of your party will go, chips. Yeah. <laughs> There's chips 50 yards over that well, way. Someone would turn around and go, nah, pizza shop's closed, chips. So that's at the other level. You want to up it a gear. But, but look, come on, these, this is the day of, of speed dial takeaway. Like, yeah. we, we've got the tech to send the food to us. There's Uber Eats now. There's all these things. Like, yeah, do we really need this? Some, some two in the morning, are you really going to go home, order like, but, food? But also, two in the morning, when you stumble out of a nightclub, you do not want to smell that street. As in, <laughs> who's been using this as a latrine for a little while? Like, this is what always happens, Yeah, the it? food thing makes no sense, because unless you're in the middle of nowhere, or you're, you're on an ocean. Yeah, but you'll never get lost again. If, you, if you're on a plane yeah, just you get stuck you find somewhere in the middle of the woods, <laughs> if you can smell ice cream 100 kilometres away, you're fine. Absolutely, but I'm rarely abducted and left. Um, <laughs> it's only happened a couple of times that I was abducted and left w within not sight of land. And <laughs> wouldn't it have been handy? Oh, those Somalian pirates, you know when they <laughs> swing into Cork Harbour and take you away. Um, yeah, so, yeah, what do I, you think? I'm a bit lost here, so can, I, can, you, can you reiterate this for me? Are we talking like of a sort of bird sat-nav, or are we talking about chips anytime you need... Like, no, they use the Odriscape to find out where they're going. Ah, but what's okay. he pitching? So they can, he's pitching increased super smell. Yeah. To identify food and all to identify people. People. And individuals. So you, you'll always have a smell. Your smell is so good, you, you'll know where home is all the time. You'll know where people are all the time. It, we're effectively making a lot of technology redundant. We can just sniff our way around. Okay, what else might be useful? But what if you've blocked nose? Uh, what if you've got cold? <laughs> what if you've got a, a sinus infection? Like, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where any food is. I'm going to starve to death because I can't smell my way well, that's, to that's the nearest evolution. chicken burger. <laughs> they die, everyone else carries on. Okay, so they're dead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a minor cold and you die. Um... <laughs> but you can find your way to plankton. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this one, Simon. Is it on the shortlist? I think there's too many competing smells in the world and I think it wouldn't necessarily be pleasant. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to put it on the shortlist. Okay, sorry, Ash. Sorry, sorry Ash. Oh, you're dead nice, you lot. The world's just not ready. Well, it's one less uh, competition for you guys because it's your turn now. So, oh, do you know, hands are straight up. Hi, I'm Karthik. What if a pin writes what you think. A pen that writes what you think? Yeah. Right. Oh. oh my God, that'd be terrifying. 
That's Twitter in the middle of the night, though, isn't it? <laughs> I just went to pee, and I got that. A pen that writes what you think. I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Well, you could use I mean, it isn't that what we do with pens anyway? No, no. <laughs> That's a fair no. point. No, it's Pardon? not. You lie with pens all the time. This is a truth-telling pen like Wonder Woman would have. But the, that and she is would all... give it to somebody and go, do you really want to have children with me? And you go, hell no, lady. <laughs> <laughs> or you go, yes, yes. Would the guards use it? Would the, would the cops use it? No, there is always a communication problem with one, between one and another. And if something can convert your thing, thought process to... So is it between in relationships you'd see it mainly being used? Maybe there is some other things as well. You can use it between countries, between, oh, between wars. Countries. You can stop, avoid a war. All oh, right, okay. So is, is this uh -huh. basically like a dictaphone, though, in a way? You know, where you could speak your thoughts? Like, is it, is it for a recording mechanism or is it as a means of getting to the truth? Like, are, 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 would you want, are you after here efficiency so that rather than having to put into words all the complexities? It would be quite handy. Turning the complexity into the simple form. Into a simple form? Yeah. So you want to simplify our thoughts in Me, writing? Yeah. For example, 2003, your face is saying they have WMD, but your pen is writing Iraq has loads of oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit unusual. Would, would that have changed the world, or does it just make it more honest? Is it honest to you? I'll tell you one after? thing no Irish person would ever get the dole again. <laughs> yes, I'm looking for work. <laughs> Well, you say you're looking for work, but your pen says you're watching Judge Judy. So, a stream of conscious pen, and it is on the list. Thank you, Catrick. <laughs> Thanks, Kartik. All right, let's get another suggestion. Who's got their hand? Oh, there's one at the very back there. Is there anybody else? Oh, yeah, what's your name, sir? Uh, Ian. Ian, great. What's your idea? Uh, biological battery. A biological battery? Now, tell us more. So... Um, you basically turn your own sort of uh, uh, fat reserves or whatever into electrical energy. So you're out and about with your phone, you need to charge it, just plug it into your port or whatever. You're getting a bit fat, you just plug in a fan heater or whatever, leave it on overnight. Uh, I noticed that you very casually said you just plug it into your port without any... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what else is he going to say? Useful and fun. Fair enough, you know. Everybody's got their own life. You know, yeah, so elaborate more on this. How, so, what so is like, the so, Yeah, so fat burning is a, is a chemical reaction which produces energy, and that energy can be turned into electrical energy and used to power whatever you need to power. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, like this, lads. I think people are... Am, am I right? Does anybody here know? I think people are already working yeah. on things a bit Trouble longer. is, though, that you, that you take advantage of somebody. You what? would. <laughs> like your mates would be fat and you'd have the fridge plugged into them and, uh, <laughs> just, be, just be fat people with a le just sitting in Harvey Norman's going they won't let me leave they won't let me leave there's a dishwasher in my belly there's a, there's a microwave in, <laughs> plugged into my third buttock it's I mean I can see how the advantage would be taken of, of the chubby chubby people like, and people would be judged by their, the amount of, oh, that fella's a, a Breville sandwich maker, that, that. <laughs> oh, you're doing very well. You got down to a Nutribullet, Margaret, you know. <laughs> you I think, think it's a good idea, though. 
you'll put on some weight and somebody says, have, oh. Have, have you put on some weight? Let's get the truth-telling pen, shall we? <laughs> yes. No, but you'd start measuring those extra pounds in wattage, actually. Like, that would be a good thing, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Rather than stone, you'd be milliamp hours, you know? Have you got anything to add to this, guys? Like, is there anything like this in the animal kingdom? Because I'm aware of, like, electric eels and all these kind of animals. Uh, yeah, well, there's, there's animals that use electricity. There's certainly electric eels yeah. uh, can generate electricity, but they're not taking it from fat. They can, they effectively trigger it as they need for it. It's, it's like a static charge, but I don't know of anything that uses fat as, as electricity. Was it, was it fat specifically, or have we, have we put that onto your oh, idea? Oh, he said that because then you... Oh, well, I mean, it had come from fat reserves essentially, but I mean, you could have like some sort of gland or something that acts as a capacitor, like uh, electric eels or whatever, would you know? Oh. Well, I mean, it comes from food essentially. So Victoria Beckham would have to live off grid. <laughs> <laughs> She's using a pencil and paper. That's what have to use. <laughs> Electric eels do it with static electricity, do they? Yeah, form of, yeah. I didn't know that. So it's just like what, you rub an electric eel against your hair and then you stick it to the wall. What yeah, 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 pretty you much. You see them with balloons and woolly jumpers. <laughs> Every party needs an electric eel. That was a real I thing. I think that is a great idea. Well, to it's, it's, is it not incredibly inefficient to go from one form of energy to another form of energy to take it back? Mm. Yes. So it, it is inefficient. But like, if you think of all exercise is inefficient. It's still better. All exercise is inefficient. You know, you go into a, P a PT and he goes, lift that like that, so you do a specific move with a bicep curl. Well, you'd never do that as an animal. <laughs> Use the smallest muscles in a very small range of movement to lift that heavy bar off the ground. How about I don't and I leave the bar there? <laughs> or if I do have to pick up the bar, I roll it along the ground. And you I think a, it's a great uh, idea. Oh, right, what's on in that case? Biological batteries. Give me a round of applause. Yeah. So before we finish then, uh, we've got one final idea. This one comes all the way from Mother Nature. What would we steal from this creature here? Well, this is a kangaroo rat, and it can survive without ever drinking. Like it took the pledge. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like the designated driver, I suppose. It doesn't drink ever. It can get by without it. It can make ultra-concentrated urine. So it doesn't ever need to drink. It can get just about enough moisture so, from its food and stuff. And what does urine come out like? Does it like like blocks? It's not like <laughs> it's not like a popsicle or something. It's not like a. And how long does it live? Uh, I think it's. Uh, oh, hold on, I've got it written down as to be sure. I think it's up to twelve well, years. You for your notes. I was hoping you'd had a kangaroo rat down there. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think from memory, it's up to twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah. Twelve years a rat. Or months. One or the other. Or months. <laughs> wow. Many years were you in college? <laughs> Think carefully, or was it months? A couple of months. So never having to drink. Well, I'm going to check I've got this right. See, the waiting of bated breath. That goes to show you. Do you know what? I've, I've lost my note. Sorry. I'll, I'll check it out later. Okay. That's the joy of editing. No, no. No, no, you, you no. don't want to stop drinking ever. No, because drink, drinking thing when you are thirsty, drinking something is pleasurable. So are they never thirsty? As far as, well, I suppose they may be given options, or they at least don't have to drink. So they don't how, would you t how would you tell if it's thirsty or not? Like, if you had one, would, he, would it be going... <laughs> just have dry my full time. Cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> what would they drink if they had the choice to drink? 
Actually, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just never been offered tea. It just hasn't liked anything. <laughs> just walking around feeling very upset the whole time. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I won't have anything then. I feel kind of sad for it now. That's not on your list, is it? Well, it's just, it's, it just reminds me of when your auntie's just really pernickety and comes to your house and if you don't make her a right cup of tea, she goes, it's okay, I, I won't drink anything. It's okay, I can live up to 12 weeks, months or years. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows how long. I'm a kangaroo mat of rat of mystery. No, I, mean, uh, I would be very handy, to, but I think drinking is pleasurable. But that's the point, isn't it? Because you're saying that you don't have to drink, but it will drink. So it doesn't feel peer pressure, maybe. I don't know. Might reverse Ireland's drinking problem. Yeah. I don't know. Could it solve Ireland's drinking problem? <laughs> yeah. If Ireland, if Irish people didn't drink, they would inject Guinness into their veins. <laughs> it's not the taste we're after, it's the oblivion. Is this going out in England? <laughs> I feel I've re revealed too much. And the fact that no one has disagreed with me is a little worrying. <laughs> Look at them all going, I would welcome oblivion. Some of us don't even know how long we'd live. <laughs> Weeks, months, years. <laughs> what is time? It's a plastic concept that can be stretched by a man who hasn't done his research properly. <laughs> Never work in a hospice. <laughs> How long do you think I have? It's hard to say. Um, do you want to drink? No, I wouldn't want one either in this circumstance. Do you so, know, sometimes you do a podcast, and because there's no length, uh, there's a point at which you realize you should have stopped about 10 yeah, minutes ago. That's it. <laughs> So here's your short list to choose from then, Neil. You've okay. got uh, super vitamin D creating skin bacteria. They okay. live on you and they give you the things you want. Yeah. Uh, we've got, oh uh, yes, the human, uh, human biological battery. battery. What's this one mm. here? Oh, the stream of truth pen, truth the conscious pen. pen. And we've the possibility of never drinking. You've got a lot to choose from then. Uh, I th I'm trying to think of which one I would use. And I think I would use the man who created a battery out of his own fat. So I think that is the winner. Can we get a microphone to him, please? Ian, how does it feel to have your idea selected for our species? Oh, spectacular, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you could dress it up a bit more than that, Ian, could you? Are you ironically running low on power or something? You seem to be... Not particularly energetic. I've been so, dieting, a bit low energy, you know. <laughs> so, we're going to take this idea and we're going to staple it into our source code. Thank you for listening, everyone. Before we go, you've got one final thing to do. I'd love you to give a huge round of applause to, we've had uh, Julio Sullivan, we've had Ash Benison, we've had the wonderful comic Neil Delamere, we've had the wonderful audience here at Cork Science Festival. I've been Simon Watt, this has been Level Up Human. Thank you and good night. That was Level Up Human. Hosted by Simon Watt, produced by Rachel Wheely, and supported by the Wellcome Trust. For more information, go to levelupyouman.com. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.